Hello and welcome to the first of our broadcast episodes. I'm Charlotte Sutcliffe, Editor-in-Chief, and I'm joined with Freya DL, Deputy Editor, and Alex Patterson, Secretary. Uh, this is loosely inspired by a Match of the Day segment that we've slightly yassified, <laughs> where they go through their top 10 goals or their top 10 something of the season or of the Euros or whatever, um, but we're going to do it with our favourite articles of the week, and it's going to be a weekly thing, hopefully. Um, it's called She Slays and Lays, um, inspired by the various people involved in this podcast. And uh, yeah, so it's just a yassified version of a Match of the Day segment, essentially, um, with some journalism sprinkled in. Ooh. <laughs> Welcome to Breakcast. <laughs> yeah, it's hopefully, yeah, Breakcast is going to have different episodes, but this is going to be the first kind of running, running show yeah, yeah you won't be annoyed by our voices every week no. it, there'll be a variety of people mm, it won't just be us uh, <laughs> <laughs> right should we, should we get into it yeah who wants to go first should we start with the article that we all have brought with it we all brought five articles with us and we've all brought one that's, that's the same, yeah. which is um, an interview done by our politics editor, Neve Brooke, called People, Plants and Animals, A Conversation with Imogen Robertson. Yeah, the article is basically speaking to Imogen, who is the secretary for Vera, which is its former, former name, but is currently known as Total Liberation. Mm-hmm. They've recently rebranded to kind of, not to stray away from veganism but to kind of encompass animal rights more than the food practice itself but it's really really interesting I think because I'm a vegetarian and I do try and be vegan where I can not successfully I love cheese but (laughs) I do do try and have oat milk here and there I do like I do try and encompass um vegan um food things but the way that Imogen phrased it talking about how they see veganism as a way to unoppress animals and things like that. It's really, really interesting, a new kind of perspective for me because Imogen says as well in the article that they've always seen veganism as just a dietary practice rather than as anything liberating. But the way that they framed it, I thought was really quite cool. Yeah, I think that's very right. And I think the rebrand is very interesting because um, Imogen is mainly known at the university for being one of the people behind the union going 100% vegan by 2025, which was put through by them and two other people, I believe. So that's when kind of the vegan society, when it was known as that... Popped off. (laughs) Yeah, popped off at Sterling and kind of made national and international news in that sense. So I think it's very Mm. interesting to have Mm. an interview with them. Because it was a huge story. I mean, it it was was. international because it it wasn't just Sterling. Imogen speaks about that in the article. They say um, going 100% plant-based was a huge movement and Stalin just kind of joined in on it because there's a few universities down south in England who have mm-hmm. also committed to the pledge. Mm-hmm. So it was a really, really huge, huge story. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting that they spoke about growing up around dairy farms and agriculture and that kind of element to it because I, I also grew up around that and have farms everywhere and I think that does kind of impact how you look about like eating animals and like the livelihood mm-hmm. behind it. So I thought that was quite interesting. Um I thought Neve the way Neve opened it was very, very fun as well. Yeah. About <laughs> kind of a description of the eye makeup and the buzz cut and everything. I thought that was interesting and kind of her their thoughts throughout of like them being a meat eater and how they kind of yeah. had that. Yeah. Yeah, because Neve and um, Imogen have very similar similar political beliefs except mm-hmm. with the 
dietary side mm. of it so I think it would have been really good for Neve to listen to that conversation and learn more for, yeah. for themselves as well I thought it was really interesting I really Neve is really good at interviews also the one mm. they did with um, the disabled student society yes. that was really interesting as well I mm. really enjoyed that one too Mm-hmm. So. Go Neve, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> we keep interviewing. We love you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think we. I have a sport article in here. Um, I have Stanley University's ultimate frisbee team claims silver at Scottish Indoor Regionals, which is. I just love like when we have um, not only do we have sports teams that we don't often cover, mm. but also sports teams that just do well that aren't you know. We swimming, have a very big yeah. football, swimming football, <laughs> which we do very well in constantly. So, but I think actually Frisbee have been doing well for a while. I like was speaking to one of the people I know in it and they did the same thing last year. But this year, it just means that basically they're going to, they're going down to London like next year for nationals as well as like another big competition as well next year. But I just thought it was, it was um, it's um, Miriam's like first article as well, which was quite exciting. And, oh, well done, Miriam. Yeah. Mm. And I remember like bringing it up in the meeting because I really wanted it covered because I was like, they're going to nationals. It's frisbee. Wow. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just a good little match report. Just the flow of the day and how they lost and how they won and that kind of thing. And some good quotes in there from the co-captain. Of, and especially like talking about the freshers integrating into the team, I thought was quite an interesting mm. angle. It's quite a big sport for freshers, isn't it? Because people see the name and think it's fun. Yeah. Join it and then realise they actually are really enjoying this and it's a good team. Yeah, they're doing really well. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was really good. And yeah, apparently the university is not giving them massive funding to go down to nationals. So I have mentioned that that should be something <laughs> where... Relatable. <laughs> yeah, that they should, um, they should cover and uh, follow up on that because I know that other other sports do get funding to go for their big nationals and international competitions. Yeah. And um, Frisbee should too. So that'd be an interesting development and interesting kind of news. Yeah. news. Same with all the niche sports, I think. Because didn't we... What did you say that the last meeting <clears throat> that our sports coverage was yeah, really we had really nine varied. different sports. Yeah. Like the last articles have been nine different sports and also ones that we don't normally cover. I think you've you've got I've got another sports article which is in the similar vibe of a brand new sport Sterling, mm-hmm. um, which is very very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it was Nathan's article called "Positivity and Community: What Corfball Aims to Offer Sterling." And I actually went and played corfball with Nathan a few weeks ago before he wrote this article, which is really interesting. Um, we kind of joke that we should just go and play a different sport every week, but um, Come to netball. We're, too, we're, too, we're too busy for that. So we played corfball and that was it. Um, but no, it was really interesting. It was something I'd never really heard of before. And then playing it and then reading the interview that Nathan wrote with the president and stuff, I just thought was really interesting. Again, just something a bit different. Mm. Uh, really shows the variety of sports we have here at the uni. Yeah. So, How yeah. was it to play? It was It's good. got that weird bloody net, hasn't it? Yeah, it's like you can go like around the back of it. It was really Ooh. different. I used to play netball in high school. Yeah, but so... the net is like double the size of a netball hoop or something. Like It's like six metres in the air. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, honestly, it's like Google it. It's absolutely massive. Like, oh, it's yeah. And anyone can shoot, and it's like. And yeah. it's mixed teams as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. Um, yeah, I don't think I would do it again, but like, it was just cool <laughs> to do something yeah. new, you know? Yeah. And just to try and get a goal in that now, I think, is pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah, and I think 
we also had an overlap on the politics article, didn't we? Oh, yes, we did. Uh-huh. Um, so it was entitled, it's by Elliot, who's actually <laughs> our food editor, but he is, loves a bit of politics and lo- loves a bit of Tory slander in particular. Um, and it's called British Politics is Entering, Entering Its Nostalgic Era. It just the headline alone is just amazing. He actually told me he came up with the headline before he wrote anything. <laughs> and I was like, brilliant. That's he actually he pitched That's it to me in class. He's like, I really want to do an article on the nostalgia era on politics. And then a week later I see this article appear and I'm like, yeah, the headline coming first makes complete yeah. no sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was just, I mean, it was a great one to get out in terms of the mental week that we've had in British politics in terms of David Cameron making his Love Island as bombshell return to the cabinet is my favourite way that I've seen someone talk about it. But like yes. Adam Collard coming back. Um, and then Tony Blair. Like, I cannot believe that that is something that, that is being discussed. Um, him coming back. I never thought we'd see Tony Blair back, to be honest. Um, and just in general, just... Yeah, I'm, I mean, David Cameron was just mad. But yeah, yeah. I just enjoyed that little roundup. Um because I rely on Brig for my political news, um, yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, because I'm really bad at keeping up with yeah. things. So It's good timing, though, the, the Tony Blair stuff, along with the newest season of The Crown, is <laughs> where he features. <laughs> is it oh, it's so weird that The Crown, like, it's a historical drama, but it's like some of the events are, like, so recent now. Yeah. Like, the Diana interview like, was Diana last stuff. season, Diana dying this season. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. That's mad. Spoilers. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, they got a bit segued there, but yeah. that was a good one. There's a review on it, so... Yeah, um, and we added an extra article in. Go read break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I have one more news article, and then we think we, I think we all move into film and music and stuff. I think, that's I, right. think I think so. That's right. I have some news as well. Oh, uh, wow. Boring, we're so boring. They're both um, yours. <laughs> They're both your articles. Oh, shit, this isn't... Right, this isn't... By the way, this is not a thing. I'm not forcing them to talk about my articles. By the way, guys, I don't have any of your articles. Right, OK, well, now I'm offended for it. <laughs> That's very rude. Wait, no, the City Walls. No, I don't have... I that. have that. Oh, I have bastards. City Walls and I have... Um, <laughs> housing right well uh, i know who my favorite favorite of youtube is right now yeah um but i have the selling council savings for hogmanay fireworks revealed i just love a good freedom of information request and i really enjoy holding selling councils to account because i wrote like multiple articles on the clock which got destroyed earlier in this year and since then i've just been obsessed with selling council and readers love it readers Readers love love selling council content um but basically selling council I think fifteen million pounds in debt, or they have to make that back in the next like. And uh, they have to make up thirteen million yeah. shortfall next year. That's yeah. it. Yeah, don't ca- cut out my disinformation. Um, <laughs> that's not even a word. Misinformation. Um, and they decided to cancel the fireworks at Hogmanay this year um, as part of their savings, but it's, it's only saved them twenty two thousand pounds. So like. Obviously, like, it's still a saving, but, like, I don't yeah. know. It's a real shame, I think, that we're losing the fireworks. I think that's the focus here. Stirling needs these kind of community events and these kind of celebrations. And people would go, especially at the castle. Mm. It's like it's a nice thing, I think, to yeah. celebrate. I know fireworks are a bit testy these days, but um, I still think things happening in the city centre are good for the community. Yeah. yeah. And it's like other festivities will go on, but I'm like, I think the fireworks is actually something that's most important like new year's like hogmanay is like a big deal i don't know like it's a big deal but like i don't know myself i just always watch it like on the tv and stuff yeah and then you see like the ones in edinburgh and everything mm. that's true maybe yeah. they're just like we can't compete with edinburgh and glasgow that yeah. must that have to be one that gets yeah. that's axed but um 
I just think it'll be interesting to see if we can follow up and see how else they're trying to save 13 million pounds in a year. Um, that'll be interesting considering all the bike lanes they're putting in, which are definitely necessary. Um, <laughs> For Elliot, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elliot and no one else. <laughs> Only person live at Cycles in Sterling. Took us um, 40 minutes to drive here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but um, that's irrelevant. I don't get young Scott cards, so um, it's a car or nothing, and I'm not biking with my laptop, so shush. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that one. But I just think it'll be interesting to see following up, and I think it'll be a good little series to continue. And the Freedom of Information request is always a juicy little journey. Yeah. You feel like a real... I love That was Emma Christie, who did that one, who she's probably going to crop up in this every single week. She writes so much. Yeah. Love you, Emma. <laughs> and it was Ross, our news editor, who did the Freedom of Information request, so big slave from both of those. Good news. And then, what was your your news one? It was your one. Oh my god! It was your one, Charlotte, (laughs) on the accommodation. Oh yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see a bit about that. Well, it was a great little interview, Justine. I don't think I've officially texted her to be like, "That's out." Should do that. Um, But no, um, great little interview. Um, She's so passionate about like canvassing and just like obviously her role as housing officer. and yeah, the stats that have come out of it were like mad. I had the full list and I just kind of condensed them. But essentially she went and she canvassed all of the all of the shit student accommodation. She did not canvass Juniper Willow or Beach, which I think is fair enough. I think that's a fair decision yeah. to make. And also I don't think you can get into them in the same way. So mm. <laughs> Chloe in the background, our head of podcasting, is not is um, shaking her head. So um, <laughs> and yeah, so she went round all of the ones, I think the ones in town, as well as like all the way to Alley Court essentially, mm. and asked them about their quality of accommodation I think what she found most interesting was most of the time she started off being like they were like no it's fine like no it's good value for money we're fine that's what I found interesting yeah. as well because she's got a um, really good point in the interview where she's like they don't know what mm. to like what's acceptable they don't know what standards mm. these accommodations are meant to be yeah. and they just settle what for yeah, put their get. trust put their trust in the university essentially mm-hmm. that's what she said because that's what they're they're like oh well, the uni will take care of me and so yeah and then they kind of they all would just be like yeah, like, uh, no, it's great, it's great, it's great. Oh, but, yeah, the window doesn't close, actually. And actually, we do have mould. So, like, you're basically accepting just yeah. shit living standards. Mm. Um, I think, as she said, I think said in it, the most interesting one was someone had a wasp nest. Oh. Yeah. Like, when they first arrived, it was just a full-on wasp nest in one of them. And you can still see, like, the remembrance of it in that sense. Oh, um, the grave. Yeah, yeah, the grave of the wasp nest. <laughs> and apparently the students were like, no, 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 because it's so fine, because, like... They got it sorted really quickly, and they were like, just he was like, that, that shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. Like, so I think every single accommodation had at least one error, and then I think two of them had like four or five areas of problems across lots of flats. So, oh. yeah, hopefully, I think the idea is that they're going to give that information to the accommodation. Hopefully, they can actually fix all of them. Now yeah. they can't pretend that they don't know they exist, kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, and kind of take that further. Yeah. But a great job from the student union kind yeah. of investigating this, and mm-hmm. it's something that we'll be tracking as it yeah. develops. And it was a good little team going out and about, and yeah, it was really good. And then um, VP Communities, Zoe Crusher, um, and Justine did a housing week as well just after... But, um, yeah, it was a good investigation from them and really important stuff. So we'll have to keep an update if there's anything actually develops, if they improve. Um, yeah, <laughs> if they actually make improvements to the accommodation. Who knows? Um, can't relate. I was uh, in one of the bougie accommodations and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I decided you're going to take that out, actually. <laughs> um, 
Alex, are you buying your holiday? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just, we can just have a little chat. Alex's yeah. um, holiday is a festival that goes on sale at 10. Yeah. And I decided we're going to keep this in the podcast. Yeah. So Alex is kind of going to go for... Yeah. <laughs> Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to not read my credit card details out loud to double check. <laughs> I think as bad as Rob you like in the TikTok Oh, stop it. I still need to change that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have... I think I've done nearly all of mine. I think my last one actually is... Um, one, two, three... Yeah, my last one is the Saltburn in um, Saltburn review from Ooh. Tess Bowen. Tess is a new writer this year, so it's always really exciting when people write good stuff. People write anything and good stuff. Um, I've heard so much about Saltburn anyway. Like, I obviously I Rebecca. What is that film about? What? I, what? All I know <laughs> is that little Irish man gets his <laughs> dick out. <laughs> and that quote about. Sorry, <laughs> that quote from Jacob Elordi about Barry Keoghan guzzling. I thought that was fake. That's no, not real. Is it? Wait. It must be fake. How much? Oh God. Okay. Well, I didn't know that much about that because um, Tessa's uh, review is a lot more um, TG classy um, in how she talks about the film. Than that. Um, I mean, she describes it as Salt Band is a 2023 psychological thriller from the critically acclaimed director Emerald Fennell, most known for her film Promising Young Woman, starring Barry... Keoghan. Thank you. Keoghan, yeah. Um, as main character Oliver, the film explores themes such as obsession, greed and lust. Um, Barry, well, slash Oliver. Did you get the tickets? Yeah. Yeah, that was so quick. That was so speedy. Wow. Um, Oliver goes to Oxford, but he is not rich. He is a poor boy and <laughs> has to make his way in life. Um, and essentially, and he befriends... Jacob Elordi, who is turning into... Is that how you say his surname? I, cannot, I actually don't know. I can't say anyone's surnames. This is going to be a running theme of, like, majority of the, these podcasts is I don't know how to pronounce anyone's names. Um, and, yeah, he was turning out to be an actor of our generation somehow. Never would have thought that from the kissing booth. Um, <laughs> but he's actually doing some great stuff. Yeah, because um, Priscilla looks fantastic. Yeah. Mm. And the fact that he, in an interview, said that his only knowledge of Elvis before the film was through Lilo and Stitch... Which what? <laughs> is Elvis, Elvis in Lilo? <laughs> because I have to say, I completely agree. The only way I knew Elvis growing up was through Lilo and Stitch. I thought he was Hawaiian. <laughs> Wait, I've never seen Lilo and Stitch. What? They love his songs. They play his songs in the ukulele oh, and stuff. Like he's I, about. I he's so about, and they play him oh. on the uh, the record player and things like that. Like he's oh. really fundamental to Lilo's life. Oh, and I, that, I thought that. he was Hawaiian because of that. To be fair, I only knew For a long Elvis time. because we had like uh, my granddad had a Christmas like. Um, talking dog, and when you pressed its foot, it sang the hound dog one. Like uh, yeah. to be fair, I think I also used to get Elvis and Tom Jones mixed up a lot. I live no no no, no. <laughs> I live so I, no they're not. They sound really similar, and I'm like from Wales. You wouldn't think it from my accent, but I live really really close to Wales. Obviously, Tom Jones is about a lot, and so I think I did used to segue like Elvis' songs into Tom Jones. No, honestly, if you listen to the vibes of both of both how they sing, they're they're more similar than you'd think. Anyway, we're getting segued again. But no, I just really liked it, and I like it when people... When I review films, I feel like I'm kind of cosplaying as some kind of, like, film reviewer, whereas I actually feel like Tess really knows what she's talking about. Um, and I wanted to see it anyway. Rebecca, film and TV editor, uh, has been talking about how she wants to see it, and that normally means it's a good film. Um, but... Yeah, it looks very, very good. I enjoy how like she breaks down all the cool bits about cinematography and um, 
being technically refined and things. It means I can now take these phrases and I can use them. <laughs> and I can pretend that I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about this film, mm-hmm. when I don't. But I can say things like, mm, it could be considered more technically refined than Fennel's debut film. But I don't know what that means. But like, I'm just going to go watch it and then now I can look to see it's technically refined. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I can fill in the gaps by reading the review first and then I can... Yeah, see, as someone who reviews a lot of film and TV, that's the one thing I can't do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, but uh, but I really like that review and mm. um, I want I want to see it anyway, but I definitely want to go see it now. And uh, Tessa's is great, so... Yeah, she calls it a psychotic fever dream, but gives gives it four stars. Yeah. So that there, probably there means has been a lot of kind of discourse around it mm. because of the director. And Why? It, I haven't seen it yeah. nor have I seen it's any of her films it's because she's like rich and she's writing this story yeah I think I've not seen Promising Young Women I haven't seen mm, any of her yeah. films I know her from Colin Midwife and The Crown is she just she's in Colin Midwife what? who is she in Colin Midwife the ginger one <gasps> no she's not is she not no, is she? Let, no, let me google I'm that pretty right sure she now. is if that is that, it, that from is like season that. 3 or 4 the one who has the Welsh girlfriend <gasps> she is yeah. oh my god that's madness. Right. Yeah, yeah, Patsy. That was her name. Yep, yep. Yeah, I remember her. Wow. Let's call the midwife. So I, d- don't, I don't know her as a director. I know her mm. through this. But apparently in her films, there's a lot of kind of flipping oppression on its head. Mm-hmm. And in this film, the working class are portrayed not as well as the upper classes and same with promising young women. The women are kind mm. of, at some points the oppression's flipped, which some people find a bit testy, some people find mm. really creative. But again, I haven't consumed it, yeah, any of the media, same. so I don't know. But it's an interesting topic of yeah. films and how how far their creative licence can go before it gets damaging to the people mm. in the real world. Yeah. When people don't take films at face value, they take mm. them as um, academia yeah. for some reason. Because I've heard it's quite, like, female gazy as well. Mm. Like, oh, lots okay. of, like, male nudity. <laughs> the guzzling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I do... See, I want to see it because I want to know if it's gay. I feel like it's not going to be gay, but... It's hard to tell. The way that Barry Keoghan looks at him on the red carpet... I know, that's not on, I know it's not on the film, but like, I feel like the Nibby... The tension. Yeah, it, something's happened to them. Yeah. What's really interesting, I think, is that it's technically... Um, Saltburn is technically a period drama, because it's set in 2003. Mm. No, it's 2007, I think. 2000 and, no, the, the class of 2007, I think, and they're set in 2003. Because um, I'm sure I saw that on TikTok earlier. People being like, actually... <laughs> Because you can see in Jacob Lorde's arm, he's got the, the the plastic bands that everyone used to wear, like the bracelets. 2006. Yeah. Um, that's when it's set. But that's mad. Is that what period drama? Like, wow. Technically, I mean, it's not like. It's not modern day. Yeah. Like, we remember the culture it. culture is so different today. It's mm-hmm. what it was like back then. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like that. Period drama yeah, should have set in the 1800s, and that's it. Yeah. That's a lie. That's yeah. not real. <laughs> Moving, moving swiftly on for a crisis about my childhood. Yeah. Um, Have we got any more films to talk about? Oh, I do. I really enjoyed your review of the Hunger Games film. I saw oh. that last night. Yeah. I really... I really liked it. I enjoyed it. it. Like, um, I agree with film, you mostly, which is yeah. great because I love when my feelings are validated, not the yeah. reviews. It makes me feel so smart. Yeah. Um, Thank you. 
yeah, I saw it, I saw it uh, on Friday, the day it mm. came out. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, have you guys read the book? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I feel like if you haven't read the book, you might not enjoy it as much. The singing yeah, will catch I, you off guard if you haven't read the book. <laughs> I went to, with two of my girlies who had not read the book, and mm. I was like, oh, but you like guys know the, the pretense of it, the, uh, the premise. And um, my flatmate, my darling Ellie, went, yeah, yeah, like, um, Snow is in the Hunger Games, and that's how he becomes the president. And I was like, no. No. I was like, exactly. Yeah, he goes into the Hunger Games. And I'm like, uh, no. Ha- has she seen the films before? Well, she's read seen, the books, has she, she seen she's the She's seen the other films, yeah, but, like, only last year. Oh. Like, watching Catching Fire with someone where who never... Where has she been? Where has she been? Yeah. Um, have you been under a rock? And how what can were you, you doing when you were 14 years old? She was old? like an emo, so like. <laughs> how can you even forget? It's quite emo, I would argue. Yeah. I don't know, she just never got around to watching them. That's quite weird. But <laughs> even in my head, the minute I first watched it, I've never forgotten a detail. It's just in my brain. The Hunger uh, Games yeah. lives with me. Yeah, but I, I think it is interesting because she reads a lot, etc. Like, I, I didn't ever realise she wasn't. Um, well, sorry, I mean, blinded by the sun, you can't see this. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so she'd never seen it. And then, more importantly, my darling netball friend, Emily, had never seen it. And Emily is a very special girl. I will get a reference to it. <laughs> is this <laughs> the noodle girl? Yeah, so oh. Emily is known in Brig because she inspired an article of mine about terrible student meals because she is obsessed with noodles and toast. Yesterday, she showed me her tortellini on toast as well. Which was, yeah, <laughs> it was not toasted. Um, and we went into the Hunger Games and um, I was like, oh, have you read you the book? You went into the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, I feel my life. Um, we went to the cinema, and I was like, oh, have you read the book? And she's like, no. And I was like, oh. And she's like, yeah, like, the book only came out last week. And I was like... And I was like... What do you mean, Em? She's like, no, because people have only been reading it last week. And I was like, no, that's it. She's like, no, why would you read the book? It would spoil the movie. And I was like, she thought the book came out after the film. And she thought the book had been out a week. And she was in shock that it'd been out for two and a half years. <laughs> if not three, three years. <laughs> three years. That was, she was like, wow, really? And I was like, yeah, it's been out three years. So absolutely segue from your review. But I just thought you'd enjoy that little wow. anecdote yeah. of um, going, yeah, I think that whole thing of if you don't go in with an idea of what's going to happen. Um, You'll get afraid. Yeah. And they got very confused by the ending. They didn't enjoy the yeah, open ending. Yeah, oh. like, I feel like you didn't really, because obviously with the book you knew everything going on in his head and I feel like yeah. you don't get that so it's they harder to see they just high shot angles and just look at his face yeah. for a bit and yeah. you just <laughs> like see evil now. the waves <laughs> um, so you didn't really see his like descent into evil mm. as good as you did in the book because I mean that's always going to be hard yeah. to portray because in, in the book he's always talking about my Lucy Gray like she'd be so much safer in a cage all these kind of things that he's like got yeah, like, like he insane was, he was possession. so fucked up from the start and like yeah. talk, the way he talked about his cousin and stuff oh, yeah. like weird and the genus and just the whole yeah. thing like I think typically with books anyway there's kind of access you have to the internal monologue mm. and the personal nature of books means you do no more and I think in the Hunger Games defence it did translate okay on screen. Yeah. Like you could see where it was trans- going. I just think it should have been two films. And I, I don't agree. often say that. I've heard that said a lot by people who read the books. Because like, it, actually it should have been longer. 500 solid pages. so rushed. So rushed. And it yeah. really impacted the dialogue. There's mm. points when um, it just says, oh, I was best friends with so-and-so. Like, there's no 
illusion there's no kind of tension there mm-hmm. they just immediately tell you things so you have the yeah. background information and yeah. then the film moves on rather than watching them discover it and seeing mm-hmm. the relationships build and collapse because even as someone who read it to be fair i don't remember all the detail from the books that you guys do like i was like oh i don't remember these things uh yeah <laughs> but like i remember like i do remember like you knew all his all the characters and his is his classmates in that mm. sense and like when you first like you basically get like six names in the films and you're like whoa i don't i need to, i can't remember who these people are mm-hmm. yeah um and because, that was like in the book it was like 24 people like you're yeah. never they had to cut a lot of the classmates yeah. Yeah. Stuff because it just would be insane like, but you got to know the tributes and the classmates more which i think yeah. was I, I like a bit of world building um yeah and as well like um the two girls i went with i said hadn't read the book got very confused with the very quick change in the third um, third yeah. bit when obviously, like, everything starts to fall apart a bit and they were like, but why did they suddenly, mm. like, I'm not going to... Yeah. Sorry, a spoiler, but do you know what I mean? Like, why did it all change all of a sudden but, like, mm. with those two? And I was like, well, like, it's a bit, like, dragged out in the book. But. Yeah. yeah. But I think the story itself is good. I think it's just a case of not being long enough. But I, yeah. I think, like, props to Stan Collins. It's such a perfectly tied in prequel there's no gaps that you can see even the songs the fact that the songs that Lucy Gray sings are the ones that Katniss uses later on because they've been passed down for the families Mm -hmm. and generations it's such a fantastic connection and it's a real credit to her I think she's managed to do this so well and the way she hasn't like because she absolutely could have milked this for so much money mm-hmm. and written so many, so much more stuff. Made Please so many do more Stan Collins. <laughs> I want Hamish's game so badly. <laughs> she I want a that. sequel to this. And that was the other thing. As I was, Then we came out the cinema and both girls like, but Emily was like, there's going to be a second one. And I was like, no, Stan Collins doesn't write when she doesn't need to. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. That's going to be a second one. They wouldn't have left the movie like that otherwise. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. like, there's not a second book. She's like, there'll be a second film. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's, you know. Well, yeah. The Hunger Games. I, 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 I would say I've returned. Yeah, I would say I've returned I to the Hunger Games. I want to reread it. I, I reread them all this summer, and it was so good because mm. you know sometimes you read back stuff from when you're younger and like, oh, it's not as good as I remember it being, yeah. but it really holds up. Like, mm-hmm. and there's so much being older. There's so many more things you notice because they are children. Uh, like they are children, yeah, and you see that when crazy. you're not a child anymore. Yeah, it's amazing. She's she's such a good author. Yeah. And, you can tell she's been like so involved with the film, mm-hmm. and it's just—it's amazing. Yeah, and I really liked it. Um, is that—is that all of us? Um, let me have a look. I'll just do some interlude music. Oh no, I have some—I have some—I have a music one I really enjoyed this week. Bum 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 bum. Segway to music article. I've got—we've got two music ones. Did we do City Walls? No, not yet. You go. Um, no, we'll keep on with the media stuff, yeah, the culture stuff, and then we'll... Yeah, back to my article to finish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I really enjoyed uh, Julie's um, review of Natty about her um, first UK tour. Oh, okay. She's a Scottish artist. Huge um, on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Explosive, like millions of followers. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't go to the concert, but... Sorry. I did. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> um, yeah, she has really. Uh, I really like her music. Uh, I really enjoyed the review. She just has really nice vibes. Like she's been sharing all like the brig content. And yeah, she's been sharing all uh, spirits photos, everything mm-hmm. like that. It's been a really, really. Freya's partner did some of the photography yeah. for the event. She's been really good at resharing all the stuff and kind of engaging with the audience, like both through social media and uh-huh. on stage. I mean, there's quite often almost 
pantomime-esque back and forth between her and the crowd, which was mostly funny. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, where's the song? But <laughs> on, on the whole, it was it was really, really nice, intimate. I mean, the Tollbooth's a small venue, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really good for Stirling, a nice kind of small band and kind of make sure Stirling has a nice, intimate music scene. Um, but I think it really worked for Natty's kind of sense of humour and personality mm-hmm. in the songs that she was playing. It was a really, really good concert and everyone really enjoyed it. Tollbooth. I need to go there. I didn't. I don't know where it is. I don't know. It's near where it's, I live. Oh, yeah, top that of big hill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not. I walked <laughs> from the view to Tollbooth and oh. I could taste blood. <laughs> I don't, oh, wow. Not under my it, but <laughs> on Tollbooth, yes. God. Yeah, and then was the other one the guy nice who opened? Yeah, yeah, it was Joe Goodall nice who opened guys. for Natty. Um, Hugh McLean done an interview with him because he's from Sterling, oh, Sterling born and bred, um, born and bred, and he's nineteen, just just a little baby. Uh, <laughs> but he had a really good interview with him talking about just tr- like making it in the music music industry, mm-hmm. being a small artist, kind of whose inspirations are nineteen seventy five. Matty Healy, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't lie. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. But also ACDC. Okay. So, so there's there's writing there. I think an of the I think his point was that the charisma and engaging with the audience is really really mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. to grow as an artist. Like you could be lucky and have a banging song, it yeah. goes out, you're famous. But I think for people to want to see you live, yeah, you need to make people want to see you. Otherwise, you're just standing there listening to music. Yeah. They can do it in your room. Yeah. You know, you want to. Yeah. They want. There needs to be a show for you to go and see. And he done that. Mm-hmm. And I can. He was really good he kept him um, he kept retuning his guitar and just talking over while retuning it and things like that he, he couldn't remember one of his songs and he kept playing the chords and then just <laughs> stopping <laughs> going, i'll get there i'll find the first lyric i'll find the first lyric and it was really really funny the, the crowd enjoyed it even though it was like a good two minutes it was still engaging and still really really fun and it was the last song so it kind of kept us all waiting for the last song like whether it was a bit or whether it was real yeah it was still really really good do we have I, one think I've, I think I've done all of mine. Yeah, I think City Walls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. City Walls. Back to news, as always. Oh, God, I've started with news. It's got Because yeah. the City Walls looks absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it looks stunning. It's amazing. Yeah, and they had the really They closed, like, like six, six weeks, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it really, really interesting because they literally closed when, like, the final 16 for the Rugby World Cup was about to start. Yeah. I was like, that was a terrible decision, in my opinion. I'm sure because they're, like, they're a big chain company, they didn't have any control over it. Mm. But City Walls is, like, the place to watch rugby in Sterling. And so the final 16 were about to go in, and they decided to shut down, so you then had one less place to watch the rugby. Um, I know that there's obviously a great concern for you two as well about where mm. you're going to watch the rugby every week. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they shut down, and then they had a grand opening, and Manu, who is our sports editor, um, managed to get me and her tickets to go to the grand opening. It was great. We had loads of free food. It was really, really nice food, and we got free drinks as well. Um, yeah, we tried their Christmas cocktails, Um the apple spice one was too spiced, um, but the floral one was very nice. Um, mm. And yeah, they had good new like sides, but no, it was absolutely gorgeous. Like they've it looks fantastic. <gasps> the photos in here are beautiful. Yeah, I did not take those obviously. They yeah, they're city walls created. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, they have like a whole new sports designated zone where they used to have like their booths, and then they've kind of created a nicer area for the tables at the back. The toilets are so nice. Oh Yay. my god, they're really lovely. Yeah, we just took so nice many selfies tile. in there, like mm. like floral, like wallpaper and tiles and like warm lighting and they have like a whole little box of like tampons and etc etc like by the sinks very nice warm lighting and actually were clean and like city walls bathrooms for 
ages have been horrific. Like, they don't lock properly and stuff. So, mm-hmm. very nice. Food was good. And they had all, like, pretty lights behind the bar, kind of like the these ones here in the F3. Like, but not just strip lights. They had, like, it was all, like, fancy and they changed colours. Mm. and It looks yeah. warm. It looks... Like, yeah. I know they've missed the rugby season, but... It looks like a beautiful place to go for Christmas. Yes, yeah. And they had like new Christmas stuff, like yeah. menus and stuff. And they had a seniors menu as well and mm. a new brunch menu. So you can get like avocado and eggs for like five pounds, which is quite a bargain oh. in this day and age. On crumpets too. Which I thought was a nice addition. Yeah. yeah, it was very fun. Good night, nice cocktails. We were the youngest people there. Everyone was like, why are they here? Why are they invited? <laughs> and I was like, haha, Jensen. But no, it was quite fun. Um, mm. I didn't know if I had to like my Instagram story is like hashtag gifted or something like that hashtag invite hashtag invite ads like hashtag PR yeah like what what's the regulations here <laughs> but no it was a great night and it was fun and it was, it was fun to do a little collaboration article I'd never done one of those before so like Manny wrote her bit and then I like added in my bits and it was fun so that was quite really? cool yeah. so yeah that was also done with Manny but uh, yeah I can't take full credit for that yeah <laughs> so it's been a good week for articles then yeah hasn't it's it? been a like, busy week I, that's yeah. my main takeaway from like yeah the meeting this week and everything was like it's been busy people have been writing which is mm. shocking for assignment season mm-hmm. yeah I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah Fred, pick it up yeah. slacking yeah Alex and I have articles in this podcast and you have to have it in next week yeah okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. but no it's been, been a good week for content hopefully it'll be a good week next week as well um, yeah. hopefully otherwise what the fuck are we going to talk about every week so. yeah. well we'll have my no we won't doesn't matter. I was going to say, we'll have my Advent food article, because mine says the 1st of December. Oh, yeah, you but being big girl and taking that. Someone had to. Someone had to. Um, yeah. When well, is it actually? We're going to... Nearly. No, I'll come out the day after. Oh. So it'll be two weeks' time. Yeah, we'll do... We'll see how we can do with Silver Christmas, but we always do a Christmas Advent calendar of articles across our cultural-esque sections of lifestyle Lifestyle, food, arts, film and TV and mm. music, um, which I told them they were doing yesterday. Uh, <laughs> so they will love me. But yeah, so there'll be some really fun Christmas articles, hopefully Yay. dropping in December. So it'd be nice to figure out a way to continue this over that to talk about Christmas. Mm. Okay, I think, that's, <laughs> yes. I think that's it. So um, that's yeah. been the first episode. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yes, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for yes. listening. I'm sure everyone is going to listen. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's been the articles for this week, and we'll see you again next week. Yes, for what's it? What's it called? She slays and lays. Yes. <laughs> see you next week for more of that. <laughs> for more, yes, if I match the day content. Yes. Yeah.